Welcome to In Your Own Words Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Thickpen, recording in Byron, Mississippi, bringing you firsthand success stories from the past to the present. My goal is to interview as many head football coaches, assistant coaches, teachers, administrators, current students, and others who impact high school sports in Mississippi. Grab a drink, sit back, listen, and enjoy the show. To another episode of In Your Own Words podcast. I am Chris Thickpin. Today I have a very special guest with me, a guy I've known for a few years now. Uh, this coach has been a defensive coordinator, a athletic director. He's coached on the junior, junior college level at Jones Junior College. Um, he's a native of Heidelberg, Mississippi, and a graduate of the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga and now the new head football coach at Natchez High School in Natchez, Mississippi. So without further ado, I would like to introduce and welcome Coach Randy Kraft to the podcast. Coach Kraft, welcome, and thanks for coming on. Coach Dickman, thank you for having me on here. Coach, so um, I, I know you're the new head football coach at Natchez High School. Um, what what are you doing or what are you able to do now uh, to prepare for the season? Well, um, it's just kind of an inter- uh, interesting time trying to prepare for a season that uh, we really don't have a timetable for uh, right now. Uh, but for the most part, uh, my biggest thing is trying to get in touch with the kids uh, that we have, uh, trying to send them workouts, you know, three to four days a week and uh, have those guys send me their workouts, you know, showing, them that, showing me that they're doing them. Uh, to try to get ready um, and try to keep those guys focused on, you know, even though we don't have a normal routine that they can still get some work done until, until things get ready to start out for the summer. No doubt, Coach. Um, so are you able to maybe uh, go to Natchez uh, and maybe do some work uh, on inventory or on the field or just find out what you need to order? Well, that's been uh, my main thing. Um, you know, normally we will be in the grind trying to get through spring practice and trying to handle all those other responsibilities all at the same time. Um, but having this time off has allowed me a little time to uh, take care of some of those administrative responsibilities for us. You know, checking out inventory, um, seeing what things we have uh, on hand and, and try to get things in uh, to have us have a polished look, you know, when the season starts for next year. Uh, but I have had opportunity to go over there uh, back and forth and check some things out. Okay. So, Coach, um, what have you told the, the current staff? Have you met with them? Have you decided on uh, your staff for the next season? Uh, I think we have a, a great staff that we'll be putting together um, that's going to help improve Natchez football program. Uh, we'll have some some natives, some Natchez natives on our staff, uh, some guys that have been around the program for a while and kind of knows the ins and outs of the community. And we'll also be bringing in a couple of new guys um, with some excitement, some energy, and uh, a wealth of experience that's going to uh, help our program, football program, go in the right direction. Uh, so I'm looking forward to adding all those guys together and, and, and gelling. 
Absolutely, Coach. Uh, do you know how many maybe uh, total coaches you have under your direction? Uh, is, is Will the junior high be included in that as well? Uh, we actually have uh, – Nashville is a unique place. Um, we actually have a, a high school staff and a middle school staff. So, But we'll have a couple guys that fluctuate between the middle school and the high school. Um, high school, I think we have about seven guys. You know, eight guys, including me, and uh, we'll have a separate middle school staff that can uh, work after school to get those seven and eight graders ready uh, during our time of transition. Okay. So, Coach, um, what what is your your goals, maybe your short-term goals for your team for the season? With everything that's going on, um, I think – uh, we have some goals set forth that we can have a successful season. Uh, realize that we play in a tough division, uh, but that don't necessarily mean that we, we can't compete. Uh, I think we should be able to compete in this first year, uh, keep a lot of games very, very close, uh, and give us an opportunity to win in the end. Uh, my biggest thing is for, for us building team confidence uh, that we can kind of get our, fo- our football program off the ground this first year. Uh, have a great foundation and just keep keep building as we go forward. Um, not just necessarily looking for a football win, but building a whole entire program that we can sustain for a while. No doubt, Coach. And and let me let me run it back some because I should have asked this question first, Coach. Um, what were some of the things that attracted you to Natchez High School? Well, well, at Natchez High School, you know, they, like I said. I'm coming for Laura, so therefore, I've seen them play, play in person, um, and just looking at them play, I realized they have a lot of a talent. I guess in a sense, uh, just looking for somebody to, to shape and mold that talent in, in the, you know, in the right format. Um, they have a, a whole bunch of kids uh, that are really motivated and want and want to win and want to be successful. Uh, that's something I really realized when I went there. Uh, especially working some of those guys out before we had to go through this pandemic, uh, how hard they were working in the weight room and just looking for somebody to push them uh, as hard as they possibly can and, and try to do things uh, the right way. So, okay, Coach. Okay. So, Coach, um, before, you know, school was suspended, um, how many uh, – how, or how long were you able to maybe uh, work your team out? I'll be honest, I, I think I got about maybe four days, four or five days uh, in with those guys. Um, the great thing is a lot of those football guys over there play more than one sport. Um, so the the 25 or 30 that I had in the weight room, you know, I was able to get my hands on those. Uh, but a few others were still in basketball and, and baseball, uh, which which I love just for the simple fact of those guys get options to be well around and work on more than one skill instead of just a football skill. Uh, but like I said, those four or five days I was there uh, with them hand in hand, um, they they worked extremely hard uh, and seemed to be motivated to want to uh, push this thing forward. Okay, absolutely. So, Coach, let's segue. Um, you, I know you're married and you you have your family. What what are some of the things maybe your your family has has been able to do during the quarantine? This is, I guess, been unique. Um, I just say uh, we've been at home a lot more than we normally are during this time of the year. 
Um, my kids have to do that e-learning stuff, you know, distance learning, you know, and I also teach school too. So um, for me to have to come home where I, I sit around and have to catch up on that on, online work, uh, which has been interesting because, you know, I get the opportunity to have some hand-on-hand or one-on-one time with, in a sense, each one of my children and not just the oldest one because my son is usually with me a lot. Um, but, you know, I get a chance to have some one-on-one time with my daughters as well as him, um, trying to get all that work done and, and try to get it all figured out. You know, they got that new math now. We got to do all these different things to get the question answered, you know, <laughs> so I have to go back and watch some YouTube videos to to get that figured out. You know, it ain't like regrouping and carrying the one like we used to, but uh, a lot of getting out, a lot of that done. Um, and then lately we've kind of started a, a workout regimen, you know, with my kids because my son plays baseball and football and my, my daughters play softball and some other couple of other sports. So uh, here over the last week or so, we've been trying to get out there and get us some workouts in to, to kind of get ready for the summer, uh, especially with them opening these baseball parks up and stuff like that. So try to get them a little active and, and not being bored and stuck in the house. I know uh, everybody seems to be trapped in here. So we're just trying to get out and do a little something and, and make the time pass by as quick as we possibly can. So it's safe to say that the Kraft family is ready for everything to reopen, huh? <laughs> Man, I, I, we can't wait. <laughs> I promise you, we can't wait. Um, we actually, uh, I think we snuck down to Hattiesburg the other day. Man, I sure you go down to Hattiesburg, boy, it, it, it's like nothing is going on because everybody is out down there. <laughs> wow. In Target and Walgreens <laughs> and Walmart and everywhere else. Dude, that Krispy Kreme line was so long, man, I... I can't even get in it. So, um, was, was the light on, Coach? Oh, the light was on. Yes, sir. Uh-oh. people were swerving over to get in that thing. Yeah, but wow. you know, but they gave us a chance to get away for you know one day or so. So we just sat down there and uh, spent a little family time and, and and got on back, got on back to the house. Okay, so Coach, you've had experience as uh, you know you, you you came from Laurel this past football season. You were at Ridgeland for a number of years. You were athletic director at Morton High School and defense coordinator there. Uh, talk about maybe your experiences at those places and how it prepared you maybe for the, your current role. I think uh, every every place was very unique and from a demographic dynamics um, perspective. Uh, when I think about Morton, uh, it's a smaller town, but some wholesome people, or wholesome, wholesome, wholesome kids, you know, that, that wanted to work hard in a community that was a football-oriented town. Uh, you know, you think about Morton, you think about Deuce McAllister, uh, you think about uh, Tafayas Calhoun, and uh, a couple other people, you know, just some, some guys that were able to go and do some great things um, that played in that football program. So it's a football-rich town, um, and and they want you to do well on Friday nights, and they support you, you know, win, lose, or draw. Um, when you when you go to Ridgeland uh, uh, up in Madison County, it's a, it's a little different. They still want you to win, uh, want you to be successful, and they're able to support you and, and give you kind of all the resources, uh, resources that you want, but you have a different set of kids in a sense. Um, so I think just being in those different type of environments with the, the community that the way they're behind the football program, the things they want you to be successful in, um, it just give you a different viewpoint. 
Now, when you come to Laurel, um, again, a tradition football-rich program. Uh, had a lot of players come through there. And then on Friday night, they have some of the greatest fans, you know. Uh, those fans at Laurel, they're going to they gonna let you know if you're doing good, and they're going to let you know if you're not doing so good. And you're going to be able to hear them from the sideline. Uh, and that's a great that's a great thing at a lot of places, you know. You want you want fans to be behind you, and you want them to, to want you to be successful and have uh, some great expectations, um, you know, on Friday nights. And realize they're gonna they're gonna work with you, and and they're gonna try to support you in any way they possibly can. Um, I'm trying to think, but yeah, uh, those those some very interesting programs. But you know, I. I I always go back to where I originally started from. Um, I started coaching and teaching. I'm a alma model, Heidelberg. Um, some, you know, I can remember playing playing there on Friday night as a player, and and even when I was coaching, it's still the same. Those fans are gonna be there uh, every night supporting you on Friday night, win, lose, or draw, and uh, and uh, wishing the best for you. Okay, so coach. Um... You know, with you being at Natchez and you knowing uh, the district you're facing uh, now or in the fall or whenever we play football again, um, where should you guys maybe ideally finish? Well, I would always have the great hope of, of finishing number one. Uh, but you realize that there are some teams in our division that have been really, really good for a long, long time. Uh, and, you know, I always have to tip your head and look at law just for um, their most recent success or their success over the last 20 or 30 years. Uh, they're going to always be fighting, fighting at the top. Uh, you have West Jones over the last 10 or so years with with, with uh, Scott Pearson. Um, they're going to be right in there. Um, and, you know, Laura, like I say, they get Ryan Ernest uh, taking over the reins, so they get uh, a homebred. Somebody really wants to win, so then you know, Law is going to be really, really good year in and year out. And then you know, three and four, um, those can be spots that can be fought for. Um, and you know, Brookhaven will be pretty good. Uh, Forest Hill had a, actually a really, really good year last year. Uh, nice little left-handed quarterback, and they they you know got into the playoffs last year. So a lot of it, it'll be a, a healthy, healthy league to try to break into the playoffs. But I feel like we should be able to get into the playoffs and get into you know, one of those four seeds. Uh, bar, barring anything uncontrollable happens, you know, besides this epidemic. Uh, and I feel like our kids want that and, and want to have opportunity to host a playoff game. No doubt, Coach. Again, listeners, you're listening to In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Dickpin, and today my guest is Natchez High School new head football coach, Coach Randy Kraft. Coach Kraft, um, what have the administration, your athletic director or principal, uh, possibly told you uh, or how they've helped you in this time of uncertainty? Our administration staff at Natchez, they have been very, very supportive. Um, they realize things are changing every day uh, as far as how we can go about business. Uh, it's not business as usual. It's, it's business pretty much played by ear uh, because we a lot of times we're waiting on the government to say what we can do and what we can't do. Um, so they have been very proactive in, you know, filing policies and procedures, um, let down by our, given down by our state government. Uh, but, you know, I do believe that, you know, our superintendent, you know, it's going to be, you know, he was a former athletic director at Natchez. 
and he's uh, want the athletic programs to be very successful. Uh, Eric Jackson, our principal, he's a very, very smart, intelligent guy that, that wants our academics to be uh, very, very good. And I think those two uh, go hand in hand. And again, we were also led by uh, athletic director, uh, Coach Africa Moore, uh, who's a state championship winning coach. And, you know, she knows what it takes to be successful. So uh, we're all just trying to work together right now and work through these, on, in a sense, turbulent times. Uh, we know we have to be flexible and adapt, you know, to the things that go on day by day. Um, but they are, they're working their best to, to get the things that we need to get done as far as personnel that we need to have, uh, equipment that we need to have, uh, and providing resources uh, in areas uh, that are needed uh, so we can start this thing on a great foot. Uh, once everything is, is kind of released and everybody's able to get back to, as they say, uh, the new normal. Right. No doubt, Coach. So, Coach, uh, Natchez is maybe set up uniquely than any other school in your district in that it's the only public school in uh, Adams County. Do you think that gives you an advantage of being able to get kids and reach kids that you may not would get in, per se, another county? And to talk about that, you know, I think, you know, with Natchez being a, the actual public high school, uh, kind of comparing that to a place like Ridgeland that has a lot of uh, schools right around it. Uh, and it's more of a transient school where kids can kind of be in and out or back and forth. Uh, but Natchez, in a sense, we kind of know the kids that we're going to get at seventh grade. Uh, we know that, that kid is going to start at Natchez Middle School or, or Robert Lewis or Morgantown Middle School, and they're going to uh, 98% and 99% of the time, they're going to finish at Natchez High School. So that gives us a great opportunity to develop that kid from a seventh grader uh, on up to a 12th grader, not only athletically, but also academically, uh, which is a, a great plus for us, a great plus and a, a great positive for us uh, because we had to get an opportunity to, to mold that kid uh, along with many, many more. So I think it gives us an advantage uh, in, in that respect. Okay. Now, Coach, you uh, a few minutes ago, you mentioned uh, you play multiple sports and um, some of the guys on your team play multiple sports. Uh, could you talk about how uh, you would go about maybe developing your players, whether it's in the offseason or, uh, you know, during the summer? Oh, well, I think about those guys that play multiple sports as it relates to those. Uh, I think they have to be all in in the sport that they're in. Uh, I believe those those kids should not say for instance a, a football kid that plays basketball, uh, he must continue to complete his basketball season before I even worry about him playing football. Because one, you know, he needs his mind focused on that and giving a hundred percent in the effort on that. Now, I think our biggest thing is our biggest transition is uh, when our football kids come back in the spring uh, that they pretty much. Uh, we'll, we'll get a base reading on them as far as maxing and squatting and, and speed and things of that nature. And we'll try to get them caught, caught up as much as possible. Um, now in the summertime, we'll probably, we'll, we'll make more games with those guys just for some fact that we have them, um, doing the full time that we need them that they can be focused on actual football, uh, getting stronger, uh, getting faster, uh, getting better in that, in that respect. Okay. Now, Coach, you you coached track for a number of years. Um, and maybe does that play a huge role in 
uh, developing your players and your program? I think track is probably the one of the, the sports that can not only help football, but it can help many other sports. Um, if you think about uh, some of the guys that may not be the fastest on the team, uh, they can come out and run track and they can get a whole lot faster. Uh, if it's two ticks or three ticks or whatever the case may be. Uh, but I think tracks allows a lot of our football athletes to sustain speed for a longer time. Uh, even though they may not be a four, four guy, four or five, it allowed them to run that four seven for as long as they possibly can. You know, so I think track is a big proponent into developing and helping football programs for the fact of one, it gets you stronger. It makes you run faster. And also it requires you as an individual to get better. Um, because if you think about, you know, being out there for track, uh, it's just you and the person next to you. It's not necessarily a team of people around you unless you run the four by one or four by two, but still in that respect, you still have to run your race, your individual race. So I think it, it makes you have to show up and, and not take plays off uh, on the track. So I, I believe track is very, very important, and it will be used. Uh, a lot of our kids will be a part of our track program if they're not participating in another sport like, say, baseball or, you know, or basketball, things of that nature. Okay. You're listening to In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Thickpin. Today, my guest is Natchez High School new head football coach, Coach Randy Kraft. Uh, coach Kraft, uh, do you know if there will be building a new high school in Natchez in the, maybe the next few years? I know that's kind of been some talk around Adams County about that. I think a new school is, is probably around the corner. Uh, how close it is, I probably couldn't tell you. Um, but I do know that there is a spot cleared out for it. Um, and I, I'm sure this epidemic probably may slow some things down or what have you. But uh, it's time for one. Um, I know that the community wants one. And I think it will make a big difference in not only uh, our athletics, but also our academic program, just for the simple fact of it. You know, we'll, we'll have, been, have a whole lot more our resources available as far as technology. Um, the schools will probably be, you know, in a sense, a lot safer just because it'd be more enclosed. Uh, I don't know if you've necessarily been to Natchez, but it does, the school is like, you know, it's a, like an outside campus in a sense. Um, but I think the new school that they're talking about, it'd be more like a Brandon uh, type school. It would be enclosed and you have your uh, three to four different hallways uh, with also some renovations um to some of your athletic facilities as well. Uh so I think I think it's around the corner. Um and I and I think it'll be very, very beneficial to uh the Natchez Adams community. Okay. No doubt, coach. Uh, so coach, let's segue. Let's mm -hmm. talk about maybe uh your college days. Uh take us through what it was like to play on that two thousand and one team at Jones Community College. Oh man, <laughs> you know, it took me back now. Uh, in 2001, played at Jones Junior College. They talked about uh, Jones College. Now I tried to, I tried to look up JCJC on the computer the other day, and they wouldn't find it. So I had to put in Jones College. But uh, when I played, it was JCJC, and we played uh, on the old field. 
uh, on the old field over there. You probably know where that is now because it's it's torn down and they got a new building on top of it. Uh, but in 2001, uh, we ended up being 11 and one and won a state championship. And that one loss was our first loss of the season. A team we should have beat, I think we were playing Northwest. Uh, keep in mind the previous year, Northwest was beating people 67 to three and 75 to seven and things of that nature. So uh, I read Saturday that year, came back, you know, my, my following year and we lost to them seven to 10, which we shouldn't have lost to them the first game of the season. Um, they had an interview whistle. Bobby Keys intercepted the ball and took about 97 yards. The referee blew it dead and you know, West beat a 17 that night. Um, and I realized, man, on that team, we had a lot of great players. Your, your brother actually played on that team. Uh, Corey Thick playing. Uh, we had Bobby Keys. We had Chu. We had Chachi. We had Chauncey Davis, who he played for the Atlanta Falcons. We had and we just had so many guys, Alonzo Nix on that team. We had Kimmy Lewis. We had just, man, a plethora of guys that could line up and, and play probably on any team in the SEC if they wanted to. Uh, but that was a very, 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 very solid team. We had to Moody, you know, just talk about a lot of guys that were on that team. And those guys worked their butts off in the offseason because uh, we had a sophomore-related team. I was still a freshman then in 2001. But a lot of those sophomores played the year before, and it was like three and seven. Uh, didn't have a great, great year. Uh, Coach Ernest, you know, well, Coach Reiner, he was on the team as well. Um, so we were they were three and seven, three and seven, like I said, the previous year. And like I said, our first our first game we lost, opening game we lost to Northwest. But after that, hey, it was it was on the popping. Hey, we whooped everybody else. Uh, I uh, can't remember. We might have played a call home the next week. You know, we beat them pretty good. Uh, so we rolled through the rest of the season. We got an opportunity to play Northwest again um, for, I guess, in the first round of the playoffs. And we we matched, that same, matched up with that same team, and we beat them. I don't know. It might have been like 28 to 7 or something like that. We beat them pretty bad and went on to um, I think we played Mississippi Delta. Played Mississippi Delta, went up there. Went up there with Mississippi Delta and beat them, I think, maybe 28 to 14, something like that. Um, but it was a really, really good game. They uh, It was pretty close at halftime, and we, we ended up pulling it out in the second half. And then two, came back 2002 and had the opportunity to play for another championship. And I don't know how in the world we lost to Holmes in the state championship That's that second year, 2002, um, or what have you. But – uh, we played for it again in 2002. Uh, Holmes beat us 7-0. So I should have, had, should have two championship rings from playing with Jones, a national championship ring, uh, but, but it didn't work out that way. Uh, but those, you know, talking about playing at Jones and playing, you know, Parker Dyke was our head coach uh, back then. Uh, and we always talked about, you know, brother to brother and life and death and, and all, all those guys on that team. Uh, we believe that. We believe that we was out there playing for one another, uh, every snap, every practice, uh, and Coach Dykes made us believe that, along with you know the rest of our coaching staff as well. Um, you know we had Coach Board in that staff, Coach Pierce, Eddie Pierce uh, was on that staff, um, Coach Smith was on that staff, Coach Pick was on that staff, Coach Robinson was on that staff, uh, and a lot of those guys went on to be head coaches, and you know uh, they were young coaches during that time, but. 
uh, they they helped us and molded us, man. And you talking about being at Jones at that time, uh, it was just like a a family on campus. Um, you know, everybody kind of knew everybody uh, in in a sense, and everybody kind of looked out for everybody. Um, but it, those were some great times. We talk about it, two, those be the best two years of your life, and those were some some pretty good pretty good two years. I can remember uh, some of that time briefly uh, because I was like, as you said, my brother was playing on uh, those teams. So, Coach, uh, tell us about UT Chattanooga. Why did you decide on uh, them, and what was that experience like? Uh, UT Chattanooga. Uh, if you don't know, that's in Tennessee. Um, I actually I had a couple of other offers, a few other offers in a way to to go visit some different places. Uh, but I got I talked to the defense coordinator at uh, UT Chattanooga, uh, Gwayne Matthews. Had he talked to him. He Cajun guy. He's from he's from uh, Louisiana. Uh, Cajun. I don't know if you know how Cajuns talk or what have you. But he was on the phone talking, talking, whatever. And I'm just I'm just knowing, you know, this going to be a black dude from Louisiana. That I get up here and talk to, and I get to Chattanooga, drive all the way up there, and there's a white ball here. The guy comes out. Tell me, I'm I'm going. I said. Oh, man, you don't sound nothing like you look like, and we just we just, we, we just we just kind of hit it off from right there, man. And then if you've never been to Chattanooga, uh, it's a very nice place to go. Um, the scenery is beautiful. Uh, you're right in between the mountains, and um, you know it's just a nice, really, really nice time. And then you know that's the kind of school where um, T.O. Terrell Owens uh, went to. As well, you know, he played for the Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles, and they was bringing a whole new staff. So uh, I felt like it was a great fit for me, which you know, in a sense, it was the style of defense, you know, that we that we were going to run uh, uh, fit me. Uh, I thought, and then, uh, like I said, the the the, the town was nice, a uh, nice place to stay, a nice place to be, and then also they offered the academics that I wanted. I wanted to go into to business. Uh, they had a one the the best business programs uh, in U- in the United States. So uh, those three things kind of intrigued me and, and made me want to be a part of the Chattanooga program. No doubt, Coach. And uh, Coach Kraft, you ended up being the 2004 defensive MVP. Is that, that correct? Is, that is correct. Um, in 2004, we had it. We played some tough teams, man. Um I played against, had an opportunity to play against uh, Jay Cutler at Vanderbilt. And, you know, they talk about how hard and how far he can throw the ball. Shoot. I seen it in person, man. That dude can throw that thing, boy. Uh, he was throwing some out routes and post routes. And, shoot, before you know it, that ball gone. Uh, I also had an opportunity to play against uh, D'Angelo, uh, D'Angelo Williams at Memphis. A uh, little running back. He played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh but yeah, they uh defense MVP. I played had the opportunity to play corner and safety um during my time at Chattanooga. Uh if you don't know anything about the, the league that they play in, they play against like Walford, Appalachian State, it's an FBS school, uh, in a sense. So I got the opportunity to play the, both of those positions to be involved in a lot of plays. Uh but it's a really, really tough league. Furman and Appalachian, they usually during that time in the early two thousands, uh if you're talking about the – in that that time, it was Division One, one AA. Um, about every year, 
Appalachian State will win it. Or Furman uh, will win um, that national championship. And those two teams uh, were in our division. So you imagine that it was a tough division to play in. Uh, but, you know, it was always great to play, play against good competition uh, week in and week out. Okay. So, Coach, let's segue. Um, and you kind of mentioned scheme, um, and, and I know you've coached on the defensive side of the football. What will maybe your teams look like um, at Natchez? How, how would you describe the team that you would want to build at Natchez? Well, I just think about, you know, all the teams I had a part of, an opportunity to be a part of, and when we were successful, um, I think about teams that are very, very good at the fundamentals, um, not necessarily worry about what scheme we're running, but uh, how well we execute, you know, what we're doing. Um, I, I believe that it's very, very important for us to have an identity uh, on both sides of the ball, offensively, defensively, um, and as well as special teams. And, you know, I, I traditionally like spread offenses, which will be in a, a spread type offense uh, and will be, you know, a traditional uh, four, four down defense um, to kind of see what works best for us and give us the opportunity to play fast as we possibly need to play. Okay, Coach. So um, who were some of the coaches that maybe uh, influenced your career? I know you mentioned uh, – uh, working for uh, Laurel High School uh, head football coach now Ryan Ernest and Parker Dykes at Jones um, while you were playing there. Who were who were some of the other coaches that maybe influenced you? Well, I have to go. I have to always go all the way back to probably middle school. Um, coach David Hales. Um, when I was a seventh grade, seventh grader. Yeah, I've had to say seventh grader. Uh, he came over to be our middle school coach. I'm, I'm not sure if he came from Northeast Jones or what, uh, but he kind of, in a sense, made football fun for us as a middle school that wanted us to play, um, wanted a lot of us to play and, and involved us a lot in the things that we were doing and, and had us accountable. Uh, I can remember screwing up in the hallway and, and him um, making us do push-ups or, you know, sit-ups or whatever the case may be for, for whatever we've done wrong. And it could have probably been nothing major. It could have been something we did in class. Just knowing that it's somebody there uh, that's going to help keep you in line and, and not treat you wrong uh, while they're doing it. So uh, Dave Hales would be probably one of those guys. Um, a whole bunch of guys as, as it relates to as I've grown in the coaching profession, uh, a lot of different head coaches I had an opportunity to be, uh, in a sense, up under. Um, I think about the guy that gave me, you know, Coach G Eugene Harmon. He gave me my first uh, coaching job uh, and gave me an opportunity to grow in experience, you know. Um, and since he was the first coach to give me an opportunity to, to call plays on the defense side of the ball, probably my first couple of years of coaching uh, out of Hatterberg. And then I, you know, talk about Coach, I had an opportunity to coach with Coach Braddock out at Northeast Jones. Uh, if you had never had the opportunity to be around Coach Braddock, man, he's one of those energetic, uh, uh, energizer bunny type coaches, man. He's always um, coaches with great, great effort and great energy. Um, so uh, hopefully, be able to steal some of that away from him. Um, had the opportunity to coach up uh, Coach Pickle, um, Chris Pickle. Uh, he was the head coach at Morton. 
he brought me in as his DC. Uh, so that kind of give you one of those guys watching you and, and realize that you're able to be in leadership roles uh, with them or go along with them. Um, he helped me immensely as far as being uh, detail oriented. He's he's very very detailed. If you if you want a guy that that knows the ins and outs of offense, uh, he knows it. Uh, he knows it, and I promise you, uh, you spend a day with him, you you're gonna know a whole bunch of it too. Um, and I think about you know Coach Ernest. Uh, he brought us on with his staff. Uh, he's a great. When I think about Coach Ernest, he's probably like one of a, a great visionary in a sense. Uh, he has a great vision for his programs, uh, and he has an idea of how you want to get there. You know, so you've probably had an opportunity to be around some coaches that don't necessarily know uh, what they want to do and 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 how how to go about getting out. But uh, like I said, Coach Ernest, he has a great vision for what he wants to do. Uh, Coach Breland, you know, I had an opportunity to be around him last year, even though I probably oh seen him in 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 the coaching realms or what have you. Uh, but he's a coach that. Uh, gives you the tools and allow you to uh, do what you can do best. You know, he's a, he's more of a delegator uh, in a sense. I feel like, you know, um, that gives you opportunity to grow because now you get to work your craft without, you know, with somebody that has confidence in you doing the best to your, to your ability. So I had the opportunity to be up on a several different, I guess, head coaches. And hopefully I was able to take away, you know, a little piece here and there. Uh, that I can use in a sense going forward, um, you know, in, in my next endeavor. Okay. So, Coach, um, how would you envision your role? Uh, you talked about some of the guys that influenced you. How would you envision your role uh, when we start the season? Do you do you feel that you'll be a delegator or will you still try to maybe call some plays? Uh, talk about, um, you know, how you envision that. Well, I think the – my role, I think, is to hire really, really good guys uh, that can coach, uh, that knows their craft. Um, I realize I want to have a little bit probably more of a hand on it, especially with not having an opportunity to have the spring and who knows how the summer is going to be. Uh, so I'll be, in a sense, more hands-on. Uh, but like I said, I have some really, really quality guys on this staff, and I feel like they can do uh, the – a very very great job, if not if not even better than what I'm expecting. Uh, so I I hire these guys for a reason, and I have them on my staff for a reason. I really want to give them the opportunity to, you know, to do the best that they can uh, with the expertise and experience that they have. Uh, now it'll probably be a little different, just like I said, with the the way things are shaping up with the epidemic and how how practice goes and things of that nature, but I look forward to um, hiring, hiring a really, really good staff and letting them do the work. No doubt. You're listening to In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Thickpin, and today my guest is Randy Kraft, new head football coach at Natchez High School in Natchez, Mississippi. Coach Kraft, what uh, message would you have for your uh, fans and the community of Natchez? My message for the community of Natchez is just um, continue to support us. Um, I realize that y'all won't have great expectations, and we want to live up to to those expectations uh, that you have for our football program and the kids that we have. And I also look forward to them, the community, being a great, great part 
and and supporting us and doing the things that we have to do to build our football program. Okay. So, Coach, if there's one game maybe uh, you're looking forward to on your schedule, um, what what game is that? Man, it's it's so many on there. I, I think, you know, I'm looking forward to the first one. Um, and not necessarily just because of who we're playing, just because um, I get an opportunity to see uh, what, what we're capable of, uh, what our kids are made of, what our coaches are made of, and what our community is made of. Uh, so I would just say the first one, no matter who we play, um, because we'll have many opportunities to uh, play some of those other games. But I think getting off to a great start um, is something that we need to do. No doubt about it, Coach. Coach, uh, I would like to say for the listeners, uh, Coach Kraft is, is an awesome guy. He's uh, going to do great things at Natchez High School in Natchez, Mississippi, uh, Natchez has been a large school for quite some time, uh, probably since 1989. And so if there is anyone who's going to put them on the map in the state of Mississippi in regards to football, uh, Randy Kraft will, will do an awesome job there. So, Coach Kraft, I thank you for coming on the podcast tonight. And from all of us to all of you, thank you. And thank good you, day. Coach. Thanks. You've been listening to In Your Own Words Podcast. I'm Chris Thickpen. You can now listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and many more. From all of us to all of you, good day and God bless.